welcome back to another podcast episode. Today is a very special episode because for the first time ever, Derek Simnet is joining us for a podcast. It's going to be super excited. Uh, a lot of you guys know who Derek is. A lot of you guys, um, you know, follow along his stuff, which is great because I believe that Derek has one of the best, um, you know, content on social media in terms of plant-based nutrition uh, and a healthy lifestyle. So it's my pleasure to have you on board today, man. So we're going to be discussing a heated topic. Not really heated, man. Like we're, we're going to keep drama out of it today, but we're going to be discussing how to be healthy in general and preventing uh, becoming an ex-vegan or, you know, failing on a vegan diet because a lot of people are struggling with this idea and notion. A lot of people are questioning the vegan diet because of these, um, you know, more popular influencers who are questioning the health benefits of the plant-based diet. So it'll be cool since you're a nutritionist and you're, uh, you know, well-informed, it'll be cool to go over some of the things that you think and, you know, that we think in general could help people sustain a plant-based li- uh, diet long uh, term. So sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I think that was a pretty generous uh, introduction for me, <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it, John. I feel the same way about you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. The bromance is real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be good to chat. And uh, thanks for having me on this. And hello to everybody. Nice to see you guys over here. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it'll be helpful for the, you know, the two people that don't know who you are, just to explain to them what you're all about, you know, a little bit of a background. We don't have to go on for too long, but just a little bit, you know, just so some the people that don't know who you are know yeah. uh, what you're all about. It's a bit of the background. Yeah. Well, uh, it was a Tuesday in 1983. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's when I was born. Uh, no, but uh, a little bit of background. Uh, basically, uh, a few years ago, probably about seven or so years ago now, um, I decided to get out of the industry that I was in, which was like marketing and uh, public relations and stuff, and uh, get into health. So I just wanted to help people get healthier, and uh, so I went in to um, become a nutritionist. So I, I went to school and studied holistic nutrition in Vancouver, British Columbia, yeah. at the school of the um, the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, and uh, graduated from that, and then just went on, started helping people, uh, you know, doing consulting and stuff. I started my YouTube channel to drive some traffic towards my consulting services and to kind of let people know who I am, because I think it's important, like, you know, for people to, uh, you know, when you're going to be working with someone to that you actually like resonate with them and you know right. you, you know who they are before you kind of sign up so uh, that's why I did that and then you know the the channel started to grow and I realized I could reach a, a, lo- a much larger audience um, yeah. by doing this YouTube channel and help a lot more people and um, so I just kept running with it and uh, yeah and here we are. So a starting point would be just talking a little bit about some of the basic tips or basic practices that we can all do uh, to be healthier and just mm-hmm. sustain health long term, and then we can go in, um, you know, on the like nitty gritty afterwards in terms of you know how people may uh, fail on a plant based diet and that kind of stuff. But let's just give some general recommendations first. Like, what would you say are the f- like you know key things for optimizing your health mm-hmm. that people can uh, take away from this podcast and apply to their own lives like immediately? What do you think? I think the number one thing is understanding that you can take control of your health and you have power to do that. And we're not just, um, we don't just have to succumb to our like crappy genetics or whatever. Like there, you know, we may be more predisposed to being overweight or, or whatever, but I think we can always, um, you know, you can always go against that by, you know, by choosing good habits in your lifestyle or whatever. And then I think the other main thing would be just to be, just to make your own food most of the time. Like it's so we're in such a, Uh, you know, the it was such a fast paced lifestyle now that, you know, people are eating on the run all the time. And, yeah. 
and I understand that uh, it's convenient mm. and people are busy a, and exactly stuff, yeah. and there's a lot of you know there's some healthy options out there but for the most part even the ones that seem pretty healthy usually they're full of you know salt and oil and right. uh, things that we don't need to be eating so you end up you know just eating you know a bunch of useless calories and your body's gonna tell you you're still hungry so you're gonna keep yeah. eating and eating but I think that's the main thing is just like yeah eating making your own food and like just putting in the effort and that goes along with understanding that you can take control of your health and just by going to you know the same restaurant every day and eating the same thing and you know your health is suffering or whatever that's not taking control of your health so yeah got to do that and then understanding that if you make your own food you'll definitely yeah that's such a great point and um i think a lot of the people um who listen to that point that you just made i think a lot of people will be like yeah but derek you don't understand i don't have time to Mm. actually cook in the kitchen like i work two jobs or you know i work 10 hours a day and i commute for two hours so that's like 10 hours of the day gone and then i have a family to look after afterwards so and then you know maybe they have other um you know things they have to tend to so a lot of people will use time as Mm -hmm. an excuse so what do you think are the main things that people can do to kind of manage the time better or just like find more time in their day to you know cook in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and experiment do you have any practical tips for you know time management right yeah that's a great a great question um because because i i struggle with that a little bit because it's hard for me to relate because i've never had like two jobs and like you know it's it's kind of a situation that is very you know unfamiliar to me Mm because obviously like we both work from home so we have like unlimited time to do this but maybe some you know some people will obviously find it more challenging than than we do so i don't know if you have any like practical tips for time management definitely i think like you know first thing i think having a like dialing down a good quick breakfast is like is Mm. really important because then you leave the house like you know already with some food or already fed or whatever and you've already got a bunch of nutrients in you that day so you're already up and you don't you know you're already feeling good about how you're doing right um so you're gonna want to continue that for the rest of the day i feel like so you know smoothies oatmeal and stuff you can make overnight oats is really quick you can make chia seed pudding that's you know overnight really fast yeah Um, but for me just having like a you know smoothie in the morning is so fast and you can just walk out the door and and have it uh but uh, you know for some people that's even too much and uh i think what you can do is like uh pre-portion you know take a take a day and like pre-portion some of your stuff and maybe put them in i don't know freezer bags or little you know reusable containers or whatever have five of those ready so you just have to basically open it up Mm -hmm. maybe put a scoop of protein powder in if you want you know a bit of almond milk and throw some greens in there and then just blend it up and you're ready to go that's a good um, point. The overnight stuff is a game changer as well. Yeah. Like people just, you know, put, you know, like overnight oats, for example, is perfect because you just wake up the next morning. You've got to go to work at five o'clock. You just grab it from the fridge and you're off exactly. to work. So and then what, another one uh, for like lunches for me it was the biggest thing when I was uh, when I didn't have this job, and I wasn't uh, you know able to make my food at home or yeah. whatever. The biggest thing for me was to make a lot of dinner the night before and especially of like your main uh, like cooked portion of the dinner. So if you're having yeah. like, you know, a. Uh, uh, let's say you're having like a burrito and you're going to have rice and beans or whatever, make lots of rice and beans because you're going to be using those rice and beans tomorrow uh, for your lunch. That's a good point. So put some aside right away. And then you don't necessarily just have to have a burrito like you did, but you could have, you know, you could have a Taco Bowl, you could throw it on top of a salad, um, or you could just do something completely different with it. But at least you have that part because it doesn't take long to just like, you know, throw some some lettuce into the, you know, into a Tupperware container uh-huh. uh, and a few little, you know, some know, sauerkraut or whatever to make it taste good, yeah. a bit of sauce. And, uh, and then there you go. Uh, so I think that's really important is to like think about what you're going to have for lunch when you're making dinner. 
and just make a bit of extra so you can yeah. use that for your lunch. Yeah, and don't be scared to eat the same things like many days in a row, like you were mentioning, just meal prepping mm-hmm. ahead of time. It's a really good idea. And also, like um, one thing that I was thinking about is how everyone's obsessed with fast food, right? Like, you know, drive-throughs and like getting mm-hmm. the food fast. But there is nothing quicker than just grabbing a couple bananas or, you know, some fruits and just bringing it with you, like yeah. for snacks and that kind of stuff. That's yeah. like the ultimate fast food. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It, is. it comes in its little biodegradable wrapper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just throw peel. it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're driving don't do that guys <laughs> but i th- yeah and i i do know that people struggle with it but i think we have to you know you just have to like with anything in life if you want to succeed at something you're gonna have to um you know make you're gonna have to make it a priority and you're yeah. gonna maybe have to make some cuts elsewhere in your life so it's yeah. like maybe you aren't not able to sit there and watch an hour and a half or two hours of tv every night you're gonna have to take 30 minutes of that and prepare some food yeah there is no shortcut to health for sure and i think this is one of the things that um a lot of people struggle with is just knowing that there is no shortcut that they have to put in the effort like you have to go to the kitchen and make your own meals like if you have a lot of money and you can afford meal prep services or whatever that's a completely different story but mm-hmm. for 99 percent of us we don't have the time or the money to you know just buy stuff like organic healthy whole foods and plant foods uh you know at whole foods every day and just like spend a ton of money we don't have the luxury to do that so i think it's really important to realize that you do have to put some effort into this it is a big lifestyle change and I would say also like um, don't beat yourself up too like too much because this is this is a big transition. Like if you're used to eating a standard American diet and you all of a sudden, you know, decide to take control of your health and just eat whole plant foods and you know be super on point with your nutrition, it's a lot of work in the beginning because you don't know you know what you have to eat. You don't know how to cook. You, there are loads of question marks, and I find that a lot of people find it overwhelming in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And if they can't do it a hundred percent they just quit altogether. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to take it like, you know, incrementally improve over time and and not judge yourself if, you, if you're not perfect right away. No, I think that's great. I don't have anything to add to that. I completely agree though. <laughs> it's really, yeah, it is really easy to get uh, obsessive about these things and, uh, you know, and then like food phobia comes along with it right. and, and everything. And of course, like, you know, we have to be conscious of what we're eating and we can't just, you know... Um, but at the same time being scared of food isn't a good thing either, that's true right? yeah yeah, uh, yeah like being too scared of having a little tree here and there like yeah, yeah that's that's true and I, and i guess also like social situations is, a, is something that a lot of uh, people would struggle with so you know uh, your friends wants to go you know to a pub and drink mm-hmm. beer or go to a to a restaurant and have um you know burgers or something so there's not a lot of restaurants that have you know healthy options so what i always tell people is that you know try to convince your friends or you know try to get people to go to a restaurant where you can find both unhealthy you know indulgent burgers uh and at the same time there's always an option for something healthy um and then you can always ask your chef uh the chef of the restaurant if they can prepare something clean or something your chef your personal chef (laughs) i don't have a personal (laughs) chef but But i wish (laughs) you, you bring up a really good point and i think it's it surprises me because I never thought about it when I was transitioning, but one of the most common um, sort of roadblocks that I get from people is like, I want to go vegan, but every Sunday night at my house we have roast or every uh, month I go to my grandma's house and we have like a big, like whatever, a big family dinner and there's like meat there and stuff and she'd be offended if I didn't like eat it or whatever. And it's like, so don't let that one day stop you, you know, the one day a yep. week or the one day a month stop you from, you know, eating plant-based the rest of the time. hundred uh, percent. And I think you're going to start feeling the benefits from it if you just incorporate more plants, no matter what percentage it is. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's important to remember. And I'm not telling everyone who's vegan to eat <laughs> <laughs> meat once a week or, or once a month or whatever. But if you are transitioning, don't let that be a roadblock to, for you to, you know, start making some changes. Yeah, exactly. We're 
like a lot of people are chasing perfection and that doesn't exist. Just do your best and progress. Um, so I think one of the, the other things that is obviously very important for health in general is physical activity, moving your body, exercising. And you've been doing a lot of different uh, forms of exercise. You've been skateboarding when you, you know, a couple, I don't know how long ago you stopped skateboarding, but it, it's been a while, right? Yeah. And you've done running, um, you know, you do some biking and, and that kind of stuff. And now you're doing more uh, like calisthenics combined with some mm -hmm. resistance training, right? So what do you think um, people can do in terms of like physical activity to improve their health immediately? Right. Without well, it being o o like super overwhelming. Yes. And yeah. And I, th I feel like you just watched my recent videos where I talk about this because you set it up perfectly where it's oh, like, yeah. I know you, you set this up really nice. Well, you got to find something that you like to do. You don't just want to just start going to the gym because that's the, you know, that what you've been told the best way to get healthy is the best way to get strong is if you absolutely hate it. If you're dragging your butt there every morning yeah. at five o'clock and you just hate it, it's not going to be sustainable. So yeah. if you really enjoy fast walking and that's something you love and you love listening to podcasts and, and you know, that's a good way to get into it. And you'll start to be like, you know what? I'm tired of fast walking. I want to start running a little bit. And you might run a block or two yeah. or, or whatever. And it's like, Hey, I'm going to start like buying a bike and you know, maybe try that out yeah. or, or whatever. And, and I think it's important to remember, yeah, like it, you know, fitness can come in so many different forms and it can be fun and it can even be with like team sports. And that's a really good way. Yeah. You don't even think about it when you're playing soccer that you're like getting so exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's the community around it. And of course there's the commitment that you have to like to show up. So, yeah. um, I think that's really important. And then some people work really well with, uh, like trainers having that sort of like organized, mm. you know, uh, thing to follow yeah. and, and some of my programs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By John's programs. Um, but I think that that can really help people as well. Uh, but yeah. yeah, just remembering that you don't have to just like get into the gym and like be a gym monkey in order to be fit because there's so much more to fitness than muscles yeah 100 percent. and what i always enjoy telling people as well is like increase your daily activity outside of exercise as well so mm -hmm. instead of uh you know if possible instead of you know taking the elevators you take the stairs or um you know walk your dog maybe one extra time a day that those little things add up throughout the weeks and months um so it's also a good thing just to think about um, physical activity, not only as exercise, but just like general movement, just like, you know, getting your heart rate up a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. any movement is going to be beneficial for your health. So, um, but yeah, also a lot of people don't enjoy exercising at all. Like we keep saying, um, you know, do whatever you enjoy mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. But some people like literally hate every form of exercise. Yeah. And it's really, that's when it becomes a little bit challenging. Right. And I think when, when you're at that point where you hate everything, I think you still got to force yourself to do uh, the form of exercise that you hate the least, you know, yeah. start there because you might learn to enjoy it over time and then progress from there. Yeah, and experiment. It's, it's going to take some willpower to, to start at first. But the nice thing about willpower, like our muscles, if we like exercise it, yeah. it becomes stronger. That's true. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it won't be so hard for you to get up early in the morning and do that forever. And you'll start to um, you'll start to like, you know, want that pain, want that, right. you know, want to get to the gym early. It'll start to become part of your routine rather yeah. than just like seeming like a burden. Yeah. Especially when you start seeing the results and you mm -hmm. feel good about yourself. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, yeah, feel super addicted to, to working out when mm -hmm. that happens. Okay. Well, I, I, I feel like we've covered like the main, main, um, you know, general recommendations mm -hmm. for improving your health. So let's get into some more juicy topics right now. <laughs> so. Recently, as you know, as as a lot of people know, uh, there have been um, you know people and and articles um, you know in the media trying to portray the vegan diet as a very nutritional deficient diet, and a lot of people <clears throat> who have very big audiences have you know quit veganism and the plant based diet and has blamed the plant based diet for their health mm -hmm. uh, issues, and. <laughs> 
this is very confusing to a lot of people. A lot of people are more skeptical to give it a go because of this. And vegans are uh, who have watched them and followed these people are now very confused because they were their favorite you know, YouTubers or favorite Instagrammers. And now all of a sudden they're not vegan anymore. And they said they had, you know, they developed all kinds of issues. So um, it's interesting times right now. I, ha I haven't really uh, observed the, these issues or <laughs> these these kind of like things happen since you know four years ago when I went vegan. I haven't like this has not happened before. So it's, it's kind of like a new topic to touch on, which is cool because we we you know get to prevent people from believing all the stuff that is going on out there. So I think it's better, be like it's a good idea to just talk a little bit about how to prevent failing on a plant-based diet, mm. like some general recommendations, because I think at least for me personally, when I study uh, these people who you know didn't make it work for themselves, a lot of times it's pretty obvious that it, their diets could have been improved. So what are the main things mm. that you see that people do wrong on a vegan diet? Because as we all know, a vegan diet can mean so many different things. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Just because you're eating plant-based doesn't mean that it's healthy. And even if you are, which we've seen with a lot of these uh, these ex-vegans or whatever, yeah. even if you are eating the cleanest food, you know, only like, you know, the most organic lettuce and, yeah. only, you know, whatever, it doesn't, it still doesn't mean that you're gonna, that it's a healthy diet because you could still be missing out on a lot of nutrients or calories, you know, which is a, a big one for a lot of people. So, but yeah, you're right. It is a phenomenon and you know, I, it's, I've been, what you do know, you feel about that? I know it's weird because I've been vegan for 10 years. Um, yeah. and you know, kind of, I started transitioning, it's probably about 12 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, yeah, I've never seen this either, but at the same time in the last, you know, four years or so, I've never seen veganism exploding like it has. True. So with increased numbers, you're going to see, you know, people who are dropping off. Right. And as, as time goes on, you're obviously going to continue to see more people drop off just because it's, you know, it, yeah, it will be tough for some people. It's not, you know, it's it for me and you, it's fairly easy, but it's, you know, it depends on where you live and the support that you have around you. Yeah. Um, and then also like, yeah, how you're feeling on it. And if you are, you know, eating a proper diet for yourself, like, yeah. you know, just nutritional gonna, knowledge. Yeah, knowing exactly. What to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, no, it's it's super interesting, and uh, I I hope that you know more and more people uh, realize that you know you don't have to listen to a public figure who's who claims something and just take that at face value and just believe what they're saying. It's important for for everyone who's watching, who's like interested in in optimizing their health and and you know living a plant based and vegan lifestyle. I think it's important to be critical to everything, even what we're saying. Like do your own research as well. Like don't just take. Uh, other people's word for it but what would you like you mentioned um you know not getting enough nutrition even though you're you're eating whole plant foods that that is, that would i think surprise a lot of people because you hear oh whole foods are the best you know kind of foods and mm -hmm. we should stay away from processed foods so what makes a you know whole food diet nutritional deficient well first of all like if you're not getting in enough calories that's yeah you know a big one and i think a lot of people just don't realize how um how much more calorically dense things like meat and cheese and eggs are than plant so foods. Much more. It's like, if you look up like how many, you know, what a hundred calories of cheese looks like versus what a hundred <laughs> calories of sweet potato looks like, yeah. it'll, it'll blow your mind, yeah. right? You got to eat a lot more. Uh, and I think, and you have to, you know, you have to eat fat and you have to like, you know, you, mm. you have to, I don't know, fat you just, is a big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the biggest thing that I see when people are failing is that they eat a diet that is just too high in super like, fiber rich water rich vegetables and like yeah sure broccoli is like really nutritious and it has a good amount of protein and stuff in it but you're not going to be able to just 
eat enough of that uh, to, yeah. you know, in order to get everything that you need uh, or in order to get enough protein or enough calories. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely have to eat, you know, a well-rounded diet and you have to, I think for most people, I think a cooked vegan diet is probably yeah. going to be the best thing to start with. Yeah, um, especially if you're not like super on point and knowledgeable about how to, you know, thrive on a raw diet, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. For the average person, I think that would be very challenging for mm -hmm. sure. But I think, yeah, you just, you have to eat a lot. And I think really valuable for some people in the beginning to, um, to go on like chronometer or my fitness pal or whatever right. it is and track their calories and make sure and be honest with how many, how much you actually are eating <laughs> yeah. and, um, see if it matches with your total daily expenditure and, um, and just make sure that you are. And I think even with a vegan diet, I think the beautiful thing is, is that you can, you know, you can eat in a bit of a surplus and you're not going to get the same sort of, um, you know, weight gain and that sort of thing is yeah. as if you're eating a standard american diet in a in a small surplus right so you brought up fat which is a very interesting topic something that i really like to talk about because i've noticed a lot of people who are not able to sustain a plant-based diet or who end up failing or who are not able to gain weight or build muscle a lot of times i'll notice that they are not incorporating any fats into their diet so is that something that you've also experienced or do you think it is necessary to include fats or do you think that it's okay for people to eat like you know less than 10 percent of their calories coming from fat like a lot of people um you know do right um i you hear this term low fat high carb being thrown around or low fat vegan diet being yeah. thrown around a lot yeah and i think it's you know plant plant foods are just for the most part most plant foods the average of them is low in fat yeah. high in carbohydrates you know and fairly low in protein but whatever yeah. a moderate amount of protein uh so, but I think people take that to the extreme and they think that they mm -hmm. have to focus on eating low fat. Yeah, and avoiding um, everything else. Yeah, right? and I, uh, when I transitioned to veganism, uh, you know, I watched Durian Rider and I was watching um, Dan the Life yeah. Regenerator with the master plan, Dan McDonald. And they all promoted like, you know, a, a super high carb, low fat diet. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I got into um, yeah. veganism, you know, thinking as well. And I ate that way for a long time and it served me okay for a while, yeah. but. I definitely felt like, you know, limited uh, as far as like what I could have and right. never, you know, sometimes I wouldn't feel like totally satiated and stuff. I didn't notice any ill health effects, but at the same right. time, I didn't do that for all that long. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Cause go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like, and that's a good point. I didn't even know that you started that way. So that's very interesting. So, um, would you say that once you incorporated more fats or more, you know, protein or whatever that mm -hmm. you notice a difference then? I was doing a lot more long, long distance, um, running and cycling at right, the time. Right. So it kind of, it, you know, it worked. I don't know if it worked for that, but it was it, when I started to transition into eating more, uh, you know, and fats and, and just more calorically dense foods, I started to, you know, lift weights and stuff and, and yeah. calisthenics. So it was that, you know, I, it was hard. It's hard to isolate what it was, but, right. um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's important. We gotta eat, we gotta eat fat and we can't be scared of it. Mm -hmm. and, and we hear these, the, the, you know, the plant-based doctors with all these studies saying, you know, this super low fat diet reverses like heart disease and stuff. But I think they're talking about people that are like chronically ill and they're exactly. healing those people and reversing those conditions. Yeah. And that's great, but that doesn't necessarily get, mean it's going to be a sustainable diet or that everyone has to eat that way. Yeah. It's because we are all individual, like our needs are individual right mm -hmm. some people do better with lower fats some people do better with way higher fats so it's a very big spectrum and that is why i don't enjoy when people just recommend a one-size-fits-all approach for everyone mm -hmm. um, because it's just not the case like some people just can't do too well with like certain types of foods yeah and i yeah and i used to describe my diet as a high carb low fat vegan mm -hmm. diet even though i would still eat 
you know, nuts and seeds and, and everything. At the end of the day, when you look to where my calories are coming from, yeah, most of them are coming from carbs and protein. Yeah. If a small amount was coming from fat. Um, but I've stopped saying that now and I just, you know, say that yeah. I eat a whole foods plant-based yeah. diet because people that, take it too literally exactly. and they try to avoid everything. So for the people watching here, like don't be scared of fats. It's very, very important to have fats into your diet. Like fats are very important for, you know, many, many things, many functions. And I think that, um, you know, maybe what would you recommend people focus on? Like which mm. types of fats, like which foods can they incorporate that are going to be healthier? Because people might just hear this and okay, like fine, I can use like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I don't know what kind of oils or well, that kind of stuff. So it's funny you say that a lot of people combine or, or confuse fat and oil, which exactly, I think is yeah. really interesting. And I'm sure a lot of your um, followers are educated enough that they're not going to. Yeah. But whenever I make any videos and I say like, oh, I'm doing oil free cooking, I'm, you know, doing stir fry without oil. Yeah. Even if I'll add tahini as a dressing or I'll chop avocado in there, people yeah. will comment and say, they'll know enough to say you need fat in order to absorb, you right. know, the vitamins A, D, E, and K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't really, I guess they don't know enough to realize that like, that's not, we're not talking about oil. We're talking exactly. about fat that you need to help uh, with, the, you know, facilitate the absorption of those nutrients. Right. Um, so I think it's, you know, yeah, we don't want to be consuming oil for the most part. I, again, I don't think it's something you have to be totally food phobic about, mm -hmm. but uh, I, you know, it's not something I put in my diet because yeah. there's... As we know, you know, oil is very void of minerals. There's yeah. very few uh, vitamins in it, yeah. and it's there's processed. nothing. It's processed, and there's nothing that we can't get from the whole food source right. that we are getting from oil. And uh, you know, one tablespoon of oil, 120 calories. Mm -hmm. uh, it's you know, a, a lot of calories for very little you know yeah. room in your stomach. The only case I can see for you know oil is if people have like very very high metabolism or they mm. struggle with keeping their weight up and that kind of stuff if, if someone is very very uh like low appetite mm -hmm. then it could help yep. like yeah so yeah, it, definitely it, when it comes to oil like you know you should choose like better oils than you know the the worst forms yeah of course probably uh i would say like extra virgin olive oil would yeah. probably would be the best choice uh, yeah. but avoid you know cooking with it as a fairly low smoke point yeah um yeah, and you know, I say this, but it's if someone gives me like, uh, you know, a vegan dessert and it has yeah. coconut oil in it or whatever, yeah. I'm gonna eat it and I'm gonna enjoy it. Oh yeah. Um, but it's just <laughs> not that. something I'm I'm trying to do every day, right? Coconut uh, oil is so good. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so the, some of the healthier sources of fats is just the whole food fats that we know, right? Um, yeah. Nuts and seeds. So you know, uh, we want to focus on the omega three fatty acids. Those are the essential yes. fatty acids that are hard to get. Those and omega sixes. We get lots of omega sixes in our diet, so it's not mm -hmm. something we necessarily have to focus on. Yeah. And usually they come. You know, foods that are rich in omega threes will have yeah. some omega. And what are those? In them. Uh, so, flax is is champion, mm -hmm. um, but there's also hemp, chia, and walnuts is a good source as well. Yeah. But those three, flax, hemp, Amazing. and chia, are the definitely the best. And you want to grind your flax, definitely, and you definitely want to try and grind your chia seeds as well. A lot of people oh, think really? that you can just uh, absorb them, but there have been studies that have been done that show people that are given um, chia seeds without uh, you know grinding, their yeah. omega three levels don't go up. Yeah, even even when you make it into a pudding and that kind of stuff? I don't think that yeah. they were soaked. Yeah, okay. I don't think they were soaked overnight. And right. so if you soak them overnight and you chew them really well, yeah. then yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, but That'd be an interesting point, actually. It's yeah. definitely best to... But to be safe, just grind it up. Yeah, best safe to grind yeah. them. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, so I guess include fats into your diet. That's the, the whole point of this. Um, and what else do you think plays a role in these uh, people who end up failing on the vegan diet. Is there something that you have noticed yourself mm -hmm. that people, a lot of people, you know, a mistake that you see repeating itself over and over again? Is there any pattern that you have observed personally? Well, 
definitely like the sort of I hate using the term like orthorexic but for mm -hmm. lack of a better term those habits definitely are, are one of the main ones I see in the people that, that uh, yeah I, I also don't say fail veganism but uh, you know whatever it did <laughs> that didn't work out for them right. you know that have gone back to eating uh, meat or fish or eggs or whatever yeah. um, that's definitely one of them and you see these you see them make these meals and it's like you know it'll be like lettuce and then like just you know a few chickpeas without any sauce on it and then you know maybe a tiny bit of avocado mm -hmm. and like you know a whole bunch of other low calorie veggies yep. and sure it looks great and in an instagram picture you know it looks really healthy and everything but you know it's like 300 calories or whatnot you yeah. know and you're gonna have to eat especially guys like you know you and me and whatever we're gonna have to eat a lot more than that oh yeah for sure um so that's one of the main things that that i see and uh, i think there's a lot of pressure for people online to make those, make those meals that do look really healthy and that you know everyone yeah. no one can say that doesn't you know, that's not healthy, you know, right, because right. it's friggin' all green. It's all whole foods, mostly raw. Everyone yep. knows that's healthy, right? So I think that's one of the main things that I've seen for sure. Yeah. And then also, I mean, the jumping back and forth from uh, different fads and trends right. and trying to find mm -hmm. that uh, that health, right? By going, oh, I'm going to do a, a juice fast for right, right, a right. week or two weeks or yep. whatever. Um, or, you know, I'm gonna, uh, eating raw or yep. you know, I'm eating high fat or whatever it is. You see, the, you see them jumping around right. and it's like, People like you and me and Brian and Nimai, it's like we just we've been eating this well-rounded diet, yeah. you know, and and it's not always 100% the healthiest. Sometimes yeah. we'll have the fake meats and stuff, which you don't necessarily, you know, you don't need to have. But right. it's like we're just we're incorporating a lot of foods and mm -hmm. we're eating a lot of them. Uh, yeah, 100%. And we're not too dogmatic about our approach. We eat some raw, we eat some yeah. cooked. And we're not calculating everything, and yeah, we're just intuitively eating and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, which comes with practice, I guess. So in the beginning, I guess it can be helpful to track a little bit to mm -hmm. like you know research, but you know, at, like the goal at the end of the day is not to be like you know calculating every single cal calorie that you're putting into your body. I don't think no. that's healthy. No, and I th it is kind of. It's sexy though to have these sort of like exclusive diets that you're on. That's mm -hmm. you know that's just the best, right? And it, it's yeah. kind of like it's, yeah. It's, I don't know. As humans, we like to know something that other people don't. We like to have that little yeah. edge, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that that is part of it. That you know, yeah, people just want to like have you know be something different and and have that yep. secret knowledge that other people don't have. And then you I have a message, right? Mm -hmm. So for me and you and everyone, it's like our message is just like, it's, it's not that extreme. It's just yeah. like, look, we're eating just like, you know, like lentil, you know, stir fries and, yeah. and you know, brown rice pasta, this and that. And, yeah. uh, you and know, vegan but, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, exactly. But it's, <laughs> you know, it's not these diets that are like, Hey, look how, you know, no one else is doing this, but I'm doing this and yeah, I'm getting yeah. these results. Uh, I think that's really sexy for people. And that's why when I got into veganism, it was like the, you know, the, the 30 bananas a day and, and all yes. that, because it just, those people were the ones that I was watching and they mm. seemed to be getting great results. So I'm like, yeah, I got to try that. Okay, so I, I want to touch on the final thing now is like a lot of people say that they develop gut issues and stuff over time and SIBO mm -hmm. and um, IBS, whatever it is. And they say that, you know, all of a sudden introducing, you know, eggs and fish, especially it seems like, you know, there's a pattern there. like everyone's just introducing eggs and fish into yeah. the diet again. And then, you know, miracles happen and everything goes away. Whether that's true or not is, a, is another question. But like, what are the, why would people think that, you know, a vegan diet causes these horrible gut issues. Do you like, is there a way that you can like run into trouble with your gut mm -hmm. by eating a, you know, whole food plant-based diet or, uh, and if there is, is there a way to avoid it? 
Right. Well, it's a super fiber rich diet, really fiber rich. Yep. So I think at first a lot of people will have trouble with that. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, you know, important to recognize that your uh, microbiome and your gut like will adapt over time. Right. Uh, and, you know, yeah, you might be a bit bloated and stuff at first. So it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's important to introduce it slowly. And I think transitioning is good for a lot of people, like not just going completely cold turkey and firing right into to veganism. Yeah. Um, but I know once your eyes are opened and you learn these things, sometimes, you know, you want to go that way, but just yeah. understand that, yeah, it will change over time. But then you said, you know, long-term that happens to, um, to people where it will mm -hmm. develop over time. And, you know, yeah, which, I, which I find a bit strange as well. Like, uh, it, it's, it's weird, but maybe it's something with jumping from one extreme diet to another. It might not be like, you know, it might be a shock mm -hmm. to your microbiome or something. Yeah. I don't know. One thing for me, that I think it's important to recognize is that when, there was a time in my life when I had bad digestion. It wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. It was maybe probably f three or four years ago now. And it was when I was going to school. I was working a job, uh, two jobs, mm -hmm. and um, I was really stressed. And uh, I was okay. eating on the run all the time. Yep. I wasn't chewing my food enough. Uh, and I, my digestion suffered. And it was, and then, you know, it was a sort of chain events where, you know, other things, you know, my health wasn't the greatest from that either. I mean, um, it was never all that bad, but it mm -hmm. definitely contributed and I thought I had like parasites I did like a parasite oh, cleanse right. okay. uh, and then I thought maybe oh, I need tons of like probiotics and all this stuff and and then once I removed myself from that situation I graduated yeah. school um, and I, I was able to reduce my hours at work and and that mm -hmm. it, it was amazing how much uh, my yeah. digestion changed and you so didn't think, even change the diet at all no not amazing. at all amazing that's um, really cool I didn't even know about that so I think stress huge part I mean yeah. there you know we have to be in that rest and digest state in order for our body to properly you know like start to break down the food and digest it yeah. Uh, so I think that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people also struggle with bloating and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and and uh, they they're worried about their di digestion when they first jump onto a plant a whole food plant based diet. So it could be helpful just to like try to have a lower fiber, you know, plant based diet in the beginning, and then gradually increase the fiber intake and that kind of stuff. So yeah. you can choose like you know white rice instead of brown rice. Um, eat more like you know, white potatoes instead of like loads of broccoli, for example. Yeah. And exactly. Just, like, and gradually they increase. And in, you know, at first glance, they might not seem like the healthiest foods, but at yeah. that point in your, you know, in your life or whatever, yeah. in, in your diet journey or whatever people say, <laughs> that might be best for you then, right? Yeah. And I still incorporate some lower fiber foods into my diet um, yeah. that are processed because for me, it's hard to get in enough calories if they are just the, the straight, like, you know, high fiber um, plant foods. A hundred percent. So sometimes it's nice to have a bit of brown rice pasta with something or a bit yeah. of, uh, you know, whatever that has, uh, you know, white powder, rice or whatever. Even. Yeah. Protein powder yeah. even. Uh, and, uh, but you know, I think with the bloating and the gas and everything, um, just like from my nutritionist mind, something to say is like stomach acid, uh, is like a really important thing. Okay. And most people there are a lot of people, their stomach acid is too low and, um, we just don't have enough of it in order to start that, you know, uh, breaking down the food. And then what happens is it gets too far down on our digestive tract and oh, it starts wow. to ferment and you get, you know, bloating and gas and, and other problems. Uh, yeah. so having things like, you know, lemon water, uh, or a little bit of apple cider vinegar and water, um, can help raise the stomach acid. And once your stomach starts to recognize that it should have more, um, it should be more acidic, then that'll become its like base point. That'll become its okay. you know homeostasis, if you yeah. will. Uh, so Interesting. that's really important. Uh, things like digestive bitters can do it as well. That's a an ancient like an herbal remedy uh, that's you know well known for helping to um, increase the the gastric juices in your stomach. Amazing. Yeah, but then also rest and like just not being really hyper and like eating on the run and stuff. That'll right. that'll help uh, as well. Yeah, and chewing your food like you chewing mentioned. your food exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if but if you have symptoms out there where you're uh, where you eat and you're like burping right away and then you get bloating, mm. uh, even heartburn. 
Uh, that right. is, those are classic symptoms of low stomach acid. And so many people think that their stomach acid is too high and then they take <laughs> things like Tums and stuff, which just squashes it. Yeah. Um, you definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. That's very good advice because I feel a lot of people um, ask me about bloating and, mm -hmm. and I haven't really researched it too heavily. So I'm, yeah, I think this is a really good answer. I think a lot of people will benefit from that. So yeah. listen to what he said and apply that. Yeah, look away. look into it more. I can't talk about, you know, we're limited for time here, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, definitely look into like low stomach acid and it's not some like, you know, hippie vegan stuff that's right. out there energetically, whatever. <laughs> it's like, no, this is like medical fact. And yeah. uh, it's too bad that the medical doctors just um, prescribe like antacids and proton pump inhibitors for people that have um, problems with that because a lot of the time that's not the issue. Fuck doctors. No, <laughs> no. Western medicine's <laughs> great. Joking. They're good at putting us back together and yeah, stuff, but sometimes with preventive medicine, it's not the best. Yeah, for sure. And last point is, do you think there would be any benefits to adding fish and eggs back in? Because that's what, you know, people are claiming. Well, what, from what is a nutrient that like is missing? I, mean, yeah, like, I, I just don't as, get it. As far as eggs, I think, um, you know, if you have, it, it, just the dense calorie calories source. and fats, yeah. 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 Uh, I would say, and then the fats, yeah. And then the same with fish. Um, the, you know, and it's funny, yeah, you'll see these people, and oh my God, I ate fish and I felt so much better. Yeah. They're eating a piece of fish that's probably like, you know, 400 calories or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When like, they, that's like their whole meal that they've been eating, uh, like yeah. with greens and whatever. And yeah. I'm not saying don't eat greens. We got to eat all our greens and everything, mm -hmm. but it's, it shouldn't be the only thing that we're eating. Yeah. Um, so of course you're going to feel better from, from that. Some easily digestible, uh, like, yeah. you know, calories. Yeah. Your body's going to be like, yeah, this is amazing. We've been yeah. starved for so long. Some mercury. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> but of course, you know, there's the omega threes and stuff. And if it's you're, true, you know, yeah. if you're worried about that, get an algae-based omega-3 yep. uh, fish oil because that's where the fish are getting it. They're swimming yep. around all day with their mouth open and, and getting uh, algae in there. And that's how they yeah. get it. They don't make it themselves. Yeah. Or swim in the ocean with your mouth open. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> drink a lot of ocean water. I'll do it. <laughs> I think we covered most of the things and um, I think this is a very, very helpful episode. So yeah, I think we're going to end it there, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out Derek Simnitz, um YouTube channel and Instagram. Uh, links will be in the description box below. You can just search uh, Simnitz Nutrition on Instagram and YouTube and find it there too. And yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Thank you so much for joining. And it's been a pleasure. Hopefully we can do one more before uh, we leave. By the way, we're in LA. I think I haven't even told anyone. We're in LA together for a week. Uh, me, uh, Derek, Brian, and Nimai. So we're getting a lot of stuff done. It's going to be exciting. Anyways, thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you very soon. Peace out. See ya.